Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Today I want to share with you about one of the most overcoming, one of the most difficult things to ever overcome. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the, let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity we have today to receive your word. Lord, we ask that you guide us. We ask that you lead us by your spirit. We ask that you take us into the next level of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. All right. Mike is up. Turn with me to Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3. Now, one of the things is in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on the throne. Amen. Now, what I want to share with you tonight is about the greatest problem that I believe faces all of us. All right. Maybe we'll watch it again. Um, Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice. Tonight is a short message, but it's very important. Amen. Right. Now, one of the things that I, I believe is very, very important, but very difficult, probably the most difficult thing to do is to be close to someone. Huh? Because he said, I stand at the door and knock. Amen. Amen. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. Now, God wants, Christ wants so dearly to be intimate with you. 
God wants to be close to you. Amen. Amen. And actually, he is knocking on the door, trying to come in to be close. And you don't have to even get to God. Let's stay even on earth and take an important person and you realize that it is very difficult to be close to that person. Eh? Yeah. Very difficult. <laughs> it's one of the most difficult, almost impossible things that exists in the world is to be close to someone. You can work for the person, but you may not be close. You can work in the person's office, but you will not be close. You can even work in his house, but you will not be close. Hey! (laughs) And so when the Bible says, he who overcomes, you see, the problem of becoming intimate, I mean, whatever it is that will prevent you from opening the door to the intimacy, and the closeness that you desire. The one who can overcome all those things. Eh? I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne. That means that you are now going to sit on his laps. In my um, position, I have seen that it's difficult to be close to me. Yeah. You can be around me, but you will not be close to me. You can be in the church, but you will not be close to me. In fact, I, re- I have seen many times when I have traveled abroad, people will come and sit by me and say, ah, we like it when you come here, because in Ghana, when we come, we don't see you. <laughs> but others may also think that if you come to Ghana, you will see me. It's, it's wonderful. I think if being close is important to Christ that he's knocking on the door trying to come in for what? To come and rebuke you? To come and correct you? No, he wants to chat with you. He says, I'll sit with you. He wants to sit with you. And he wants to chat with you. I mean, you may know Bishop Saki, but very few of you will have the opportunity to just sit with him. Not that he's called you for a meeting. And then, to sup with you. Hey, you know kings are not supposed to eat in public. Did you know that? And who is the public? You are the public. Who did you think was the public? He thought it was somebody else. And it is even more difficult to to be close and to remain close to someone. There are so many things that can easily prevent you from being close. And I've watched different people. And I've seen that the most important thing, because sometimes people interview me and I say, if you interview me, like on my vision and my purpose and so on, you have chosen the wrong person. Because 
my vision. So, so, so how many churches do you want to plant? So what is your vision for? My, my aim is to be close to God. You see, when I say it, you would think that, hmm, what aim is this? What vision is this? You must have a vision. You must have goals. You must write them down. They must be achievable. What, are the, what is that thing about goals? Smart goals. You must have smart goals. S is what? Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-related. That's a smart goal. Bishop, don't tell me you don't have smart goals. I remember one time I was being interviewed in some foreign country and I was giving these answers and I, I was not an interesting candidate for the journalist because I couldn't lie. Some time ago, I had those type of visions and goals, smart goals. But as time has gone by, I've come to see that the highest goal is to be close to Jesus. Because one day, you may stand and say, oh, but I did this in your name. I did this. I was one of the whatever. Oh, I preached 27 times. And the Lord will say, but I don't know you. Can it be possible? Most people don't understand that scripture, but I didn't understand that scripture until I met a brother called Lord. Do you know Lord? Do, do you know Lord? Yeah. No, I don't mean the Lord Jesus. Somebody called Lord. My administrators organized a meeting for me to meet some of the pastors. I didn't, I didn't seem that I didn't know some of them. And now I, I realize I don't even know more. Then, you know something? Stop moving at the back. Anybody who's outside, just stand by the doors and that's the end of it. You can't come in further. There's more doors here, more doors here. You don't have to be so far. But just stand and be there, all right? When you go for crusade, sometimes you just stand. All right. Now, what was I saying? Lord. Lord, I didn't know him. So they came in for a meeting and, and I said, who are these? They said, oh, I'm Lord. I said, well, Lord what? Lord of Christ or Lord of what? Then he said, oh, I'm, a, I'm a, one of the pastors. I said, light, light us. I said, ah. So I'm a pastor of... Uh, Kukrubite. I have the church there. We have a nice, even a building. And I said, hey, I don't know you. And that was the day I saw that scripture being fulfilled on earth. That I'm doing mighty works in your name. On behalf of Lighthouse Chapel. If anybody says, who is your bishop? That he would know. And you come to the bishop that goes, oh, but I don't know you. So, but I built a church, but I don't know you. I can't lie that I don't know you. So, but I preach your message, but thank you for preaching, but I don't know you. Ah! I attended the camp, yes, and I, 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 and I was at the Zogrio camp, and then we went out to start the church, but I don't know you. I mean, you can't force me to lie that I don't know you. That I know you. I don't know you. But I'm happy to know you today. So, I shook hands with him, so. So from that day, I got to know him. But I became so disturbed by that experience because I realized that, hey, what am I also doing? 
that one day the Lord will say yes. You say, what was the name of your church? Lighthouse what? You say your name, the name of your church is what? House light, light what? Say, but I, I don't know you. Hey. And then they will say to you, depart from me. Workers of iniquity. So this reality of being close to God, I I think there are a lot of mysteries surrounded or uh, enclosed or enclosed in that revelation. And that revelation is encapsulated by this scripture. Behold, I stand at the door. He's talking to a church. He's talking to a church, not talking to this is the verse that we used for salvation messages. Altar call. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you are here, you don't know Christ. Today, Christ is knocking at the door of your heart. But this is a letter to the church. Born again Christians in Laodicea say, I am standing at the door. And I'm knocking. I want to come in. I want to be relaxed with you. For you to be with an important person who is now relaxed with you, you have reached a, you have reached a certain place. Most important people are not relaxed most of the time. They have few places and few people they are ever relaxed with. When they are people, they are always thinking this. This one may be a spy. This one may one day say what I said in another way. This one may one day report something in a way. Watch out. Be careful. On guard. Tension. Who is this person? Is he a strange man or a strange woman? And Christ said, I want to sit with you. And then I want to sup with you. One day a certain young beggar, young boy, he was in, at a church. You know, no abroad, they, they have to close the doors because it's cold. So he came to the door and he was knocking, trying to come into the church. And, uh, he couldn't get in because, you know, when you see this type of funny people, like, is he an arm robber? Is he a... So he was very sad outside the church. And then he turned around to go. And then he met a man. And the man asked him, what are you doing here? He said, I'm, I was trying to go into the church. But they wouldn't let me. And the man said, oh, it's very sad. And he said, the same thing happened to me. I've also been trying to come to go into the church, but they wouldn't let me. So the young boy looked at him and said, who are you? What is your name? So I'm Jesus. I've also been trying to enter the church. But uh, they are not allowing me in the church. I'm Jesus. I'm not welcome in the church. So may God help us that the one whom we need to be close with is outside. Amen, amen. Amen. So why would somebody not want to open up the door for the intimate relationship with Christ? And I want to give you seven reasons. Amen. Amen. Number one, because 
the house is dirty. When somebody comes to your house and your house is full of confusion, huh? How many realize that sometimes you delay, you shout, you say, I'm coming? Uh, so that you can organize the house and remove other evils and certain things that should not be there that you have sort of accepted. Just a minute. Give me two minutes and the person will be knocking. Are you there? I'm coming. Then you are organized. Let me hide this. Put this away. Spray. One of the reasons why Christ cannot come is because of sin and other things in our life. We, we, he's not welcome. He's not welcome in our lives. Certain things in our lives. We don't want him. We want him to stay outside. I said we want him to stay outside far. Because when he comes, he's going to see things. You know, the closer you get to Christ, the more uncomfortable it is to be with the way if you are some way. You know, I don't know if I'm growing in Christ. But I hope I'm growing. I hope I'm not rather backsliding. Because I feel more uncomfortable now. I feel more sinful. Bishop Saki, is it normal? I feel, I, 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 I can't see how I can be a good person. I'm, I'm being honest with you. You know, maybe one of my eyes has just opened, like how this light just came up, blah, 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 then I can see. You see, in the book of Revelation, you realize that when things are revealed to you, they are often opposite from what you see. He said, I write unto you, he said, for you have a reputation you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Yes. Yes. Not only do you say that you are alive, but you have a reputation that you are a Christian or that you are alive. He says, but you are dead. Yes. You are dead. Mm. So it's like even people even have that impression about you that you are alive, but actually you are dead. Yes. Why is it that in the book of Revelations, when the curtain is pulled aside, everything is the opposite? You say you are rich. You say you have need of nothing. But when the curtain is pulled away and we see, we see that you are wretched, you are poor, you are naked, you are miserable. That's how God sees you. How can you be confident when that eye has been opened and you can now see yourself as wretched as you are? One day I was confessing one of my sins. And... uh, the Lord showed me something. The Lord said to me, look, this thing that you are confessing, it's not new. You've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> then he started to show me as far back as 20, 30 years, I've been committing the same problem. It's not new. How many realize that some things, they are not new? Hey. 
that's how you are. Only that you've forgotten. Father, may we clean the house in the name of Jesus. How difficult it is to come close. Another reason is because you are naked. How many realize when somebody knocks on the door, you are just wearing your panties? And the person says, Who is that? Who is that? It's me. You have to cover. How many have been naked in your house before? And you realize that you have to cover certain certain things. Uh, Certain essential commodities. Unacceptable vision. Hey. If we get the chance next week or the, the next time we have a impartation service, I want to share with you overcoming nakedness. Yeah, seven keys to overcoming nakedness. Because he says, and you know not that you are naked. It's a problem. He said, he that overcomes, I'll let you sit on my throne with me. And one of the things you have to overcome is nakedness. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together. Amen. Number three. Another reason why we don't want Christ in the inside of our lives is because of something. Do you want to know what that something is? I shouldn't change the message. <laughs> Let me tell you a story that I had. <laughs> a certain man, a young man, 22 years old, he went to war in Germany. And when he went to war, he, he had just gotten married to a beautiful lady called Margaret. <laughs> I'm sure you know the story. You don't know the story. <laughs> she was as beautiful as the shining sun. She was as beautiful as the full moon. She was as beautiful as a full-grown mango tree with mangoes dropping off it. Hey! She was as nice as Labadi Beach. So, everybody had to go to war. And they were taking all the young people. So, he had no choice. But he had just married her. So when he was going, he was crying. He held Margaret and he kept, Margaret, Margaret, my love, I'll be back. So he went and he was sent young, young, just a, 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 what do you call it? Private. He was sent to the front. Within a few days, he was captured. And he was sent to he was sent to a prisoner of war camp. And there he was put to work. 
hard labor in, in, in Germany, they will give, if you are a professor and so on, they will give you stones to carry from here. You carry it to the other side of the Kodesh. Then in the evening, you carry it back. Here and back. Hard work, different things. But every day, his mind was Margaret. Because he was praying that he would come back to Margaret. When he was digging, Margaret. Margaret. When he got up in the morning, as a prisoner of war, he was thinking, Margaret. 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 He was, and it's a true story. It was in the newspapers. When he woke up in the morning, Margaret. When, especially when he was going to sleep in the night. Margaret. Whatever it was, he tried to survive. Until one day, the commander of the prison came with a list and said, the following people have been released from the prison. They read out the name. His heart was beating because he was thinking, I'm going to go back. I'm going back to Margaret. So they read out all the names and his name was not him. He was heartbroken. And he went back, continued the work. But fortunately, the very next day, they came with another list of prisoners to be released. And his name was the first name. He was now free. And he, his man was, I'm free. I'm going back to Germany to my wife, to Margaret. He was just 22 years old when he was captured. So his heart was beating and he got, got his few things together, got on the train. Went back from, I think, Poland to Germany. When he got to his city, he was shocked. The whole city was smashed around. And almost every house. But he knew where his house was. So he walked his house and his heart was beating. Margaret. Margaret. And when he got to his street, to his surprise, his house was still standing. He had, he had prayed and he had expected and he had waited. So he came to the door. That was the moment of truth. And he came up to the door and he knocked on the door. Suddenly, he was quiet. Then he heard footsteps. Footsteps. And he said, I know these footsteps. These are the footsteps of Margaret. Margaret is there. Hallelujah. So, footsteps came up to the door. And the moment of truth came, she held the door. And he opened the door and he saw Margaret. I am back. Margaret was more beautiful than the sun setting or the sun rising. She was more beautiful than the moon going up or the moon going down. Margaret, I'm here. Then suddenly, something terrible happened. Margaret held the door and slammed the door shut. And he was standing behind the door. And he was knocking. Margaret! Margaret! I am your husband! Margaret! And Margaret slammed the door. She wouldn't open the door. Do you want to know why? 
Do you want to know why Margaret did not want to open the door? Do you want to know why Margaret did not open the door? Because there was somebody else inside the house. When he was taken, Margaret, when he was sleeping, Margaret, when he was on the train coming by, Margaret, I am your husband. That is why many times we don't want Jesus to come into us. He's knocking. I am your lover. I want to come in. I want to be with you, but there's somebody else there. There's somebody else in your life. Apart from Jesus, sometimes the devil is the one in your life. Sometimes demons, sometimes even spirits of depression are in your life that prevent Christ from coming to dominate you and entering your life. And other spirits. Do you want to know why? Because there's something else in your life. Yeah. May God's power Remove every other person and every other thing that is in your life. Amen. How many points do you have? Number four. Revelations 3. Remember on Tuesday also I said I'm dedicating to Revelations 3.20. The next one is because you are, I said the first one because the house was dirty. Now, because you are smelly and dirty, sometimes you, your life, is not a good life. One day I went to visit somebody in the house. I went on visitation. When I entered the house, the whole house was full of smoke. And reggae music was playing. And the house was full of smoke, weed and other types of smoke. I mean, the house was a smoking house. And the only reason why I was allowed into the house was because of a certain special reason, which I cannot say. But that's the only reason why I was allowed to enter that house. But normally, no normal visitor would not have been allowed to enter the house. Because you know what is in the house. Many times you cannot be close to someone because of how you are. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to hug somebody because you are smelling of the smoke you've been smoking. You are smelling of things. The things smell on you. Zimbo. That's why sometimes when people have affairs, one, one of the signs that people have having sexual affairs, extramarital sex, they don't have sex with their wives. I mean, sometimes. Zigzag. Yeah, you must know. So, it's a healthy thing to commit love. Why commit fornication when you can commit love? 
Overcome it by coming. And there are some people who can eat from here and eat from here as well. They are not tired. In fact, sometimes they, they do it so as to not give that impression. So they need to exert extra energy. Number five, because you are afraid. Remember the story of the man in Matthew chapter 25? He said, I was afraid and I hid myself. I was afraid. Many times we are afraid of a deeper relationship. It's true. You are afraid of what will be seen when you come close. It's true. You are, you are afraid of what it will mean. You will expose things. Your life will be exposed. Things about you will be exposed. And you don't want it. Your negative attitude will be... There are some people who ignore me and they stay away from me because the mind that they have is very different from the mind that I have. And they know that when they talk with me, their mind is very... So they just stay away. That, what, what, what they do is they just be far away. They just, oh, how? So, yeah, I was at work and so I came... And then um, we had to take the children. We, we had to go here and we went there. And from there we came here and then we, we, we went back home. Yeah. <laughs> One or two places. But because they don't want to, you know, like this is me. This is, this is, this is I. I am this. I'm not perfect. I'm not an angel. I am also smelling. That's how I am. Not that I'm proud of it, but that's me. And there are people who don't want to say who they are till they are married. Oh yeah. Because when you are married and they sign and you know you've married a good person, then you say, hey, look, that's, that is me. You can take it or leave it. That's how I am. That's what I am. Yeah. Take it or leave it. That's me. But before, if you were to open up and say, that is me, the person would say, eh? I am afraid of this one. So there are many people who reveal who they are afterwards. But beforehand, they will just say one or two. They were just one or two. But if they start to ask questions, just oh, I can't remember one or two. It's so long ago, I can't remember whether there was uh, 16 boys or just three boys. I can't remember. It's one or two relationships. I'm afraid to be myself. I'm afraid I'll be rejected. I'm afraid they will, they will, they will, they will, they will, they will earmark me. I'm afraid I'll be marked. I'm afraid I'll be rejected. I'm afraid that they will not make me a pastor if they know. I'm afraid that I'll not be promoted. I'm afraid that I'll not move forward. I'm afraid that I, I will be, I'll be, I'll be identified as an evil person in the system. I'm afraid he won't marry me. That is why we hide ourselves. I was afraid and I hid myself. Many times when I'm going to play golf, when I'm going to play a good shot, I remember that scripture. Because when I'm afraid, then I hide myself instead of playing well. So I always remember that scripture Bishop Adi taught me. I was afraid and I hid myself. Amen. You may not understand, but one day you understand. Number six. Amen. Amen. 
The next one is because you don't know his voice. You don't know his voice. Because he says, I knock at the door. If anyone hears my voice. Many times we are not close to God because we don't follow his direction. Like, like for instance, me, if I tell somebody, do this, and the person does the opposite. Next time I see the person, I wouldn't say much. I just say, well, how's life? Oh, how, how, how was this? Oh, are you okay? How's your wife? Bye, see you. And I just flow like that. Why should I say more and more and more and more? When my voice is not heard and my voice is rejected or my voice is not acceptable, you just, you just keep your voice to yourself so that nobody will tell you that, oh, this one it doesn't concern you. This one is not a church matter. And so you just keep your things to yourself. Yeah. Because when, you, when, you, when the voice comes and the voice says, this way, this way, this way. So, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But look, I have to go. There are other reasons why I've got to go this way. Why? Why? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. And a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. My sheep know my voice. If you are really my sheep, I can know you are my sheep by the way you are able to follow my voice. Are you there? The next one is because of rejection. Amen. Amen. Some of you simply don't want somebody to be close to you. I don't want him to be close. So you have rejected the Lord from being close to you. Like Margaret. She's, I don't want you for my own personal reasons. Stay away. Wow. Don't reject God. Don't reject important relationships that God is giving to you. Don't throw them away. Don't set them aside. Know that it's the highest blessing. I tell you, you, you may go and visit President Clinton and take a... My mother-in-law has a picture with President Clinton. It doesn't mean that she knows him from where. She doesn't know him from anywhere. She's taking a picture with him before like this. People like to take pictures with people, but it doesn't mean anything. Has he come to your house before? And you open the door, so, oh, it's me, Clinton. What? I mean, if somebody tells you that, you say it's not possible. Because it's the highest, most difficult thing ever possible ever to happen. It cannot happen. Who? Bush? What? Bush what? No, it's not you. You are wearing a mask. One time, one time a president, a president, I don't want to mention his name, he called somebody that I know. And... uh, he told the person, hello, I need, uh, who am I speaking to? And he said, uh, ah, this is, you know, I think Kojo or whatever. Or it was a girl, a lady. This is whatever. Uh, who is this? The person, this is president, so-so-and-so. <laughs> and she said, Kojo, don't be silly, eh? don't be silly. You see, because you cannot believe that the president will call you. But it was the president. Not, not, not any particular president that I'm mentioning the name of, but a president. Uh, uh, could you stop fooling around, right? But it was a president. He said, my name is president, blah, 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 whatever. He said, look, stop fooling around. About four times before 
as he was talking, he realized that it was actually that president who was calling. You see, you can't be even a phone call. How much more knock on the door, open the door? <laughs> what? The most difficult thing to happen is to be close to somebody. That's why if you can overcome it, uh, if you can overcome and be close, ah, 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 you have actually reached a realm where very few people are able to overcome. Now, another reason is laziness. He said, that wicked and slothful servant Sometimes people are just too lazy to develop relationships. Yeah, it's like it's too much bother maybe to send a text which is never replied. I cannot carry my There are some people who claim that. That is why, oh, that's why we don't stay in touch. I'm not a phone person. I'm not an email person. Oh, as for me, I'm not a typo. As for me, I'm this and that. It's all jargon and rubbish. That's what the Bible says. He that overcomes. God is in heaven, far away. We are still trying to reach him. We haven't seen him before. We have never set eyes on him, but we are pressing hard to be close to him. My heart pants after the water. Our hearts are searching for a God we have never seen, a God who hides himself. How much more a human being who can be seen? Laziness and wickedness and arrogance. Many times it is pride. One day I went to visit somebody in Switzerland. I went with a, a, one of my pastors. God opened the door. I don't want to use the, the word proud, proud. But I mean, a place, the person just stood at the door. I said, We know. It's said that we've come to visit you. It's like, Oh, yes. Yes. The person just opened the door. Uh huh. So, yeah, pastor, yes. What, what, what is it? What can I do for is it, it is only in places where they are very proud. If it was someone said, Oh, my pastor, please, just a minute. I'm coming. Then you go, oh, 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 pastor is here. That is where people are humble. And where people are proud. Say, uh-huh. Why didn't you call before? Why didn't you call before you, you came? Here, here, you don't just visit unless you call us first. You have to call before you come. That's it. Do you want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why we are so far? These are the reasons why we are so far when we could have been so near. And it is a big mystery and one of the greatest difficult things to overcome in this world is to be close to God or even to anybody. Even your own husband, you can be married but you will not be close to him. Ah, complete. There are people who are married, it's like they are married to lions. You are like Adam before Eve was created. You are living, your wife or your spouse, they are like, like animals. No communication. Just grunting. Mm, 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 mm. Quiet. Silent trade. Okay, I'm off. See you. And the same person will be chatting outside happily. 
Then at home. <clears throat> there are some men like that, there are some women like that. Depends. Hey! It is like you have you have married a lizard. Because if you are married to a lizard, you cannot speak to the person. You cannot speak. You cannot you cannot say anything. The person doesn't speak. Look, one day, everybody must watch this as a film. I will recommend it to you. I, I think it's called Animal Planet or a, where the monkeys were human beings and the human beings were monkeys. Because human beings couldn't talk, so they were inferior. But the animals could speak. So they used to look at this and look at these animals. You know, the human beings. And, and you realize that when you don't speak, you are becoming like a plant, like coconut tree or any other tree because there's no voice from you. So it is like marriage to an animal. I'm preaching a good message. I said I'm preaching a good message. Some of you, you are not close because you can't talk. You cannot sustain a conversation for five minutes. Because you have nothing to say, you are not deep. Serious people need serious discussions. Not a mean, useless, it's maybe a certain useless, frivolous talking about empty garbage. You are there's not there's no depth in you, so that is why you cannot sustain certain relations with certain people. You have nothing to say. Relations are built on talking, marriage, church, and other relationships. The relation, the, what I can discuss with Bishop Saki, I can't discuss with, not that I can't discuss, I don't discuss with certain people. I don't want to discuss Bishop Eddie. Those are the highest level of whatever I want to talk about. Has been and it still is. But some of you, uh, when, I, when I see you, I can't talk. What, what can I say? Tell you how. Are you all right? Okay, everything? Everything okay? Bye-bye. It's powerful. It's great. My wife, my wife used to tell me, listen, you have to smile. You have to learn how to smile. Because, I'm, you see, I'm a serious person. So, my wife used to smile, smile, practice. <laughs> to practice to be friendly. So, anytime you see me smiling, give the credit to my wife because she's she friendly and smiling. Another is you don't respect. You don't have that respect to, to bend down to really say, uh, look, a lot of people are waiting to see him. Uh, I can't stand in the queue as if I'm uh, this thing. What? Is he God? Ah, why? We came to church. We didn't come to see uh, this thing. Is he a president or what is he? Ah, look at him standing there. A lot of people, he's feeling good. A lot of people are talking to him. Look at how he's feeling good. And the last one, you don't value that relationship. Because if you value, when they're knocking on the door, say, Margaret, Margaret, I don't value you anymore. I've got somebody else inside. You are not so important to me anymore. My heart is healed of you. I don't need to see you. May God touch our hearts. May he be able to come in. I see him coming in. Enter and bless us.
In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody. All right. Okay. Amen. How many are grateful to the Lord that he's trying to come closer? You see, come closer to me. There's a song like that. You know? you sing it for us now? I think it's a good song. You see, why, why, do you want, why does he want to come close? I want to heal you. I want to touch you. I want to help you. I want to bless you. Oh. Come closer to me. Closer to me. I want to heal you. I want to touch you, all those doubts and all those fears that you've had done through the years, I want to heal you, says the Lord, come closer to me, closer to me, I want to heal you, and I want to touch you all those doubts and all those fears that you've had done through the years I want to hear you say the Lord come closer I want to I want to I want to talk with you I want to sup with you I want to I want to chat with you about nothing I want to touch you wow If you come to me today, I will wipe your tears away. I want to hear you say the Lord. Think about, let's think about the blessings you could have. You know, as she's singing the song, I'm understanding my message better. I want to heal. Because if you are sitting closer, he could put his hands around you and heal you. But if you are far away, ha, oh, Okay, don't worry, all right? But when it's close to you, try to respect the greatness of closeness. Somehow, make your way to the front. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She knew that standing at the back of the crowd was no use. She had to weave her way through and touch the hem of his garment. Respect it. Respect the knock on the door. Christ is knocking. There are many close things that are trying to come to you, but you are resisting. Oh, you know, ultimately, Bishop Saki, it boils down to how you value the person. Because I remember one time a certain young man came to look for a job in my house, my father's house. And he knocked at the gate. And my father came to the window and shouted, who is there? And the, and the young boy was coming for an interview to work in the hotel. I said, who is there? He 
said, oh, I am somebody I was coming to see. I am Doug's friend. What is your name? I am so, so, and so. How old are you? From the upstairs to, to, the, to the gate. I say, he never entered one foot. He was outside. And you say, you want to do what? I'm looking for a job. What, what kind of job? This, what can you do? From upstairs to downstairs. Do you think he got the job? It was a very sad day. Because the door was never opened unto him. Because he wasn't regarded. But if it was the queen, oh. ah, my father would have come and said, Dad, open the gate. So, so he's here. You see, when you respect somebody, you welcome the person with a certain eagerness. And when you don't have respect, you say, ah, you said what? Your name is what? Which job? Computer. What type of computer? And you have to shout, uh, Microsoft DOS Type 2. <laughs> Windows, Windows 98. What? Windows, which type of window, DOS or Windows? Let's allow Jesus to come in. But you see, even after being rejected at the gate, you can still press. If, if I was that guy, I would have waited and met with me and come with me to meet my father. So, oh, I'm the one who was at the door. Oh, you are the one, eh? Oh, okay, okay, okay. What, what, what did you say your name was? Then before you realize, because of pride, because you put away your, you swallowed your pride, you see that you are getting closer. That's why I say it's difficult to be close. Because in the first and second attempt, before you realize, you are still far away. Huh. Hey, how many have seen something today? You'll be surprised that one day you'll be sitting right in the throne. Because in you is a spirit that understands the importance. Sing it one more time, quickly. Come closer to me. Closer to me. I want to heal you. And I want to touch you. All those doubts and all those fears. That you've had done through the years I want to heal you Says the Lord Come closer to me Come closer Closer to me I want to heal you How many can see Margaret's husband coming closer? He was coming closer He wanted to touch her He wanted to heal her Of her broken heart no. I want to heal you, says the Lord. You've tried so hard to hide all the pain you feel inside. You hope nobody sees through your disguise. Instead, you wish somebody Too afraid to let them see you cry Well, it's time to dry your eyes For today you will hear the Father say Come, Come closer Come. to me 
come closer. I want to heal, I wanna heal you. you. I want to touch you. I want to touch you. I will tell nobody else. I will keep it to myself. Because I want to heal you. Say the Lord. Father, thank you for your blessing tonight of healing. As we come closer to you, we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.